Welcome to Sumo Mainichi. My name's Dave, I'm here with Amy, and we are here to bring you all the action from a very exciting finish to the Nagoya Basho Day 15. Sumo, how do you do it? I know, every single time, and maybe, maybe just maybe every, even more so this time around, this Day 15 was very, very exciting across the board. There was hype everywhere you looked on every uh, social media platform. Everyone was excited about today and it also really delivered. Yeah, it did. I mean, the talk was this is the basho that will be considered the crossroads of sumo or the beginning of a new era no matter what happened. Uh, and it's certainly delivered. We're going to take you through all of the action yeah. today. Uh, I did want to kick off by... Uh, just briefly touching on Chianakuni. Yes, you're and ready. I'm ready. And, and thank <laughs> you to friends and family who have rallied around me over these last two days just to emotionally shore me up so that I'm ready to talk about Chianakuni. He retired on Friday. There, I said it. Oh, they're, they're, they're well words, done. They're words that I've been trying to get out. Take a moment. Yeah. Breathe. He it's retired. okay. And so what I, I thought I'd like to do is just to take you on a quick tour of his career. And, and I do this because will history remember Chianakuni? Probably not. But I think everyone who loves sumo has a rikishi that when they first started watching, they latched onto. And the reasons for the why you latch onto that particular person are varied. Mm. And for me, it was Chianakuni. Yeah. Uh, and so... Indulge me while we spend a few minutes uh, reflecting on the career of this rikishi who helped me fall in love with sumo. So Chinakuni, uh, a.k.a. Toshiki Sawada, was born. He was the son of a Buddhist temple head priest. Wow. And this is why I love these, uh, looking back, well, you, because you... I, never, I don't know any of this. <laughs> no. Uh, and so from a very, very young age, he was very interested in contact sports. Okay. Uh, probably an aggro little kid could be the uh, less kind interpretation of that. And there was a certain thing that happened when he was in the fourth grade of elementary school. And I don't have the intel on who did this reading for it, for mm -hmm. him, but it was foretold that he would be a professional sumo wrestler in the future. Oh, foretold like from a palm from a reader or a card reader. Fortune or... teller. Yeah. In Japan, do you have like fates or uh, festivals or? Well, tarot reading is quite big in Japan oh, and course. fortune telling mm -hmm. um, is quite big. And I think it's big everywhere, right? But mm. um, I'm just trying to think where it would happen. Like where is a youthful Chionokuni heading to get his fortune told? Well, Maybe his parents or his mother or something was into it. Could be. And it might be part of you know, when you're going through elementary school or primary school, 
can't hurt to get the fortune told. Oh, now, I think it can. the young Chinakuni ignored that and went into his junior high judo team, but he did very, very well there and he made it to the top 16 in the national tournament. Wow. He eventually made his debut in sumo in May 2006 and he made his way to Makushta. It took him a while. Five years. That's okay. That's okay. But he made it in May 2011. Now, he was pr- at Makushta 9. Um, at that very time, there was the big match-fixing scandal. Oh, right. So that caused a lot of Jurio Rikishi to be suspended. And that opened the door for Chianakuni <laughs> to move into Jurio for July 2011. Steve Bradbury style. Yeah. <laughs> but he proved himself worthy of being in Jurio because he quickly progressed to Makuchi. He debuted at Maya Gashira 13 at the start of 2012. Uh, and here he spent a few years bouncing around the lower Makuchi ranks uh, and Jurio before a shoulder injury mm. in September 2014. And here it starts. Here it starts. So he missed to Basho, back to Makushta. He eventually worked his way back to the top division, but really his career was plagued by these injuries. Uh, he always fought with bandages. And he, I think over his career, it was three big injury and return campaigns that he did over the time. Uh, his highest rank. Yeah. I hear you ask. It was <laughs> Maigashira 1 in May 2017. Now, he did end up with a 2 and 13 record. Yeah. So it, close. So close. For some people, the joy isn't for them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was a bit too high there. Um, he was 213. But he picked up his Kimboshi beating Kakuryu on day two. Oh, yeah. We just watched that match the other day. Yeah. Now, how many Rikishi can retire going they had a basho where half of their wins were against Yokozuna? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's quality. <laughs> totally. Total what quality. What a surprise. Do you, do you know they played that bout? It wasn't a couple oh, of days yeah. ago. It was yesterday. <laughs> and it was wild. Oh, so funny. Kakuryu was uh, commentating on NHK. And so they're like, oh, would you like to commentate today? He's like, yeah, no worries. And they're like, oh, Chinakuni's just retired. Um, we're going to have to play that bout. And he's like, you, you're not playing that bout. And they're like, we're going to play that bout. What do you think? What happened during that bout? And he's like, guys. Well, he didn't need to say it with words, but when they cut back to Kakuri, <laughs> Kakuri you could see on his face, he's like, why would you play this? Because it was less about Chinakuni winning and more about Kakuri losing that particular bout, mm. I reckon. Chinakuni's final throw of the dice in Makuchi was in March of last year, 2022, where again, injury was a factor and he was Kyujo for five days during the Basho. He tried to come back. He came back on day 12. He won there, but he lost the remainder of his bouts. And from here, the slide into Jurio and to the end of his career began. We mentioned this the other day on the podcast, but we... Saw him in Jurio in March. Yeah. We were there day one through to four. He lost all four days. So I yeah. didn't get to see him win. He won on day five. Yeah. When so. <laughs> watching on the telly. We're in Japan. We're in Does Japan. Does that count? Uh, no. No. No, unfortunately not. Uh, he retires with two Kanto Shore Fighting Spirit Prizes, 
three, Jurio Yusho, Tuma Kushti Yusho, and Asandame and Johnny Dunn Yusho, and that single shining Kimboshi against Kakuryu. And he will stay in sumo, taking on the mantle of Sanoyama Oyakata. Mm, and there was quite a bit of shuffling around of the kabu that we saw that had to happen. I did, and I was thinking about summarising it here, but it's so confusing yeah. and ultimately so boring. Let's just say he's Sanayama Oyakata yep. for now. <laughs> That's right. A uh, little bit of a fact about uh, Chinakuni. His brother, his older brother was the one that got him into sumo. Uh, his ex, Makushita Chionoshin. And one of the things very early on in my um, love of Chinakuni was seeing a documentary where ex Chionoshin and his younger brother, Chinakuni, uh, were working in a restaurant that Chionoshin opened in their hometown of Iga. And the name of the restaurant is Dining Makuni. Yes, right. We so have to go there. We, we, where is uh, that? Uh, I don't know where Iga is. We mm. probably should look it up. Interestingly, this same brother, Chionoshin, or ex-Chionoshin, starred as Enya. Yes. In the Netflix sumo documentary. I understand it's a documentary. Sanctuary. Sanctuary. It's not a documentary. We really need to watch Sanctuary. It's a drama, isn't it? <laughs> We've had it on our list to watch. Look, there's a lot of below deck to watch. No, we should definitely watch it. Yeah. Uh, but Chino Cooney, you will be missed. Yeah. I salute you. Yeah. How did you feel talking about him? Uh, I feel better. Yeah. Yeah, I've been holding it inside for so long. I well, think two days. just before you showed me an amazing bout of his against Takayasu that we'll put up on our Twitter. Yeah, we will. Because it shows uh, something about what you really loved about watching Chinakuni fight. I mean, you've spoken before about how he was a brawler. He went all in. He committed his body and that's what led perhaps to the retirement. Well, yeah. He spoke in his retirement speech about how his mind was willing, but his body was yeah. not keeping a up. Essentially that his body couldn't keep up with his sumo feeling. Yeah. Yes. That's so relatable. And so, yeah, this bout against Takiyasu really shows his moves or one of his moves in particular. So we'll pop that up. His retirement speech was really moving, wasn't it? Yeah. I've never seen someone cry. They cry all the time. Like, that's okay to shed some tears. I mean, this is okay. He, he really felt it, didn't he? He was kind of sobbing. Well, I think, you know, this just says that he his mind wasn't ready yet. Yeah. And he's 32. Yeah. He had a lot of sumo still inside of him and really, you know, without injury, he probably caught, could have fought and succeeded a lot more. It's just that's the way sumo goes. Yeah. Well, I'm really glad they did the kabu shuffle to get him Sanoyama uh, because I think he's got a lot to give. I think he's going to be a really great coach. I, I think it might have been something I read in the Japanese press that was translated saying that the fact that he came back so many times mm – -hmm despite injury, fought his way back time and time again, will make him a good Oyakata because he can f pass that fighting spirit and that never giving up attitude to the young Rikishi he works with. Yeah, I think that's really true. That's great. So we'll look on to his future career with interest and obviously he'll have his doyo iri, his haircutting ceremony at some point as well. And probably he'll... Uh, Dampanchiki. What did I say? Doyo iri. Oh, yeah, well... And I was like... <laughs> Is he coming Well, that'd back? be amazing. <laughs> He's come out of retirement. He's now a Yokozuna. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump into today's action. Now, before we do, though, there was a QJO announcement. 
Oh, yeah, Hirada Umi. So uh, he wasn't uh, going so well. So got to the point where obviously an injury. I don't know whether it was yesterday that uh, this came through. Uh, uh, it came it through this morning for me. Uh, and I didn't see any reason given, just the Kujo announcement. Yeah, so yesterday he lost by Harukikomi to Abi. Uh, and I didn't see a reason for his Kujo today, but it handed Kota Shoho the uh, freebie. So The MNF, the much needed Fusensho. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hiradumi finishing on, I just had it up and I just got rid of it, 5 and 10 at Maegashira 5. So he was promoted quite high. Did really well last time, but uh, we'll drop back down to the mid Maegashira ranks, which perhaps is uh, where he's best suited at the moment. Well, let's move on to some of the bouts of today, day 15. Let's get into all the action. One thing that was really interesting about the uh, special prizes today was that they announced a whole lot of Fighting Spirit prizes, the Kanto Show, that were conditional on wins. And one of these was for Shona Naomi, who's been doing really well. He came up against Miyogiryu. He went for the pull and he just managed to balance on the Tawara while Miyogiryu went down. It was so risky, but he got that win, which means that at 10-5 at Magashira 14, he got the Kanto Show completely deserved. Talk about fighting spirit. He spent half of this basho with a black eye. Yeah. Uh, to get double digits on debut, this is an outstanding performance. Well, not outstanding performance technically. No. But he showed a lot of fighting spirit. <laughs> a fighting spirit performance. <laughs> Mio Giryu finished at six and nine at Magashira 10. Well, this particular bout I'm going to talk about next had no uh, impact at all on today's proceedings, but it's worth noting that Endo at Maegashira 16 took himself to 10 wins with a controlled win over Nishiki Fuji. Uh, so this is the first time in nearly two years that Endo has posted double digits. You would expect Endo to do well down here at Maegashira 16, and he did not disappoint, finishing the Basho on 10 and 5. Nishiki Fuji, though, 5 and 10. Mm. Mm. It was the first time that uh, Endo had beaten Nishiki Fuji too in the three times that they've now come together. Bit of a long history, yeah. long history. Endo missing out on the Fighting Spirit prize, not even if win. <laughs> Bit harsh, perhaps. Well, at Maegashira sixteen, yeah, someone of, someone of his vintage should be doing ten down there. Yeah. Gonoyama, he is another guy. Uh, in this if-win category for the Fighting Spirit Prize, the uh, Kanto Show, He came up against Tamawashi, and this was a really great and very fast bout. Both of these guys, very different in age, uh, moving quickly around the dojo, both with powerful thrusts. Gonoyama took the opportunity to get in close. He couldn't close it out. Tamawashi just looks so good. He tried to thrust him down, Tamawashi. He couldn't. But Gonoyama finally ducked his head, powered forward for the win. He too, the same as Shonanomi, another debutante, went 10 and 5 and got the counter shot. Yeah, well, congratulations, Gonoyama, and absolutely deserved. We talk about this basho being the crossroads of sumo, the dividing line between the past and the future, to see another debutante come in and perform so powerfully, get the double digits, 10 and 5 Gonoyama, Kanto Shaw Fighting Spirit Prize, 
Brilliant work. Yep, he got an interview. So did Sean Anomi. Sean Anomi didn't have too much to say. He was a little bit, a uh, little bit tired, a little bit puffed. Gonoyama a little bit more. He was quite well spoken, I thought. Yeah, uh, and look, I mean, he seemed genuinely chuffed about mm. this result. So great to see those two hanging around next time. Tamawashi just want to take a moment to say he moved like someone half of his oh, age today. Just always. So impressive. Just kept up with Gonoyama. Yeah. It was so, so good. Uh, and he finishes at Maegashira 7 on 8 and 7, having already picked up his Kachikoshi. Uh, Kim Bozan and Meisei. This was our first and possibly only Nanashaw Nanahai matchup of uh, Makuchi for day 15. A big touchy eye from Meisei that was handled very, very well by Kim Bozan, I thought. Kim Bozan, though, looked balanced. His eyes were focused forward. Uh, but then Meisei disappeared. He shot to the side and delivered the perfect thrust down onto Kim Bozan's shoulder to send him crashing to the dirt. How good was this from Meisei? It was really good. When he does well, it's like a flash of inspiration. It's so fun to watch. I love seeing him when he uh, picks up a win. It's often very impressive. And it was today for this thrust down win. And so that's Meisei's Kachikoshi. A very important one. I mean, uh, what rank is Meisei? Uh, Meisei at? is at Maegashira 3. Yeah, so, so it is, is important up there. It, it is absolutely a great result for him. We have seen him as high as Sekiwake, can you believe? Mm, I can. Uh, a couple of years ago. And here you feel that, you know, finishing this uh, Basho off on the road to Kachikoshi with four wins, four wins, he was 4-7 mm. at one point. An amazing effort, and we'll see him see an, a nice little bump to probably Maegashira 2 uh, for the next Banzuke. Kinbo's, and that's his second Makakoshi in a row. So 4-11 and now 7-8. He's improving. Getting better. He's getting better. <laughs> These are his only two Makakoshi since he started sumo at uh, the bottom of Sundanme in November 2021. Won a couple of Yusho down there. And um, well, down there, Sundan mate, and then yeah, he's, not bad, yeah. he's not right at the bottom. Got the Kanto show in his first basho in uh, Makuchi in March, but then has has struggled uh, due to injury, we think. But the seven and eight definitely is better than the four and eleven. So there's some good signs there from Kim Bozan. Midori Fuji came up against Hokuseiho. Look. Some sumo happened in this bout, and the only reason I want to talk about it is because Midori Fuji then picked up Hokuseiho and threw him down. He had the right hand right on the very back of the belt across the other side, and it was a position that Hokuseiho just could not do anything with. Thought it was great for Midori Fuji, who's struggling himself, but it was just this real sign of the Hokuseiho struggle at the moment. And I don't bring this up to be nasty towards Hokuseiho. I, I feel like I... I'm coming across a little bit like that. Well, I'm not trying, but I just think it's interesting. I feel like every day we've made these apologies and these uh, just, uh, what would you say, public service announcements yeah. to say we're big supporters of Hokuseiho. It's a talking point. Today, Midori Fuji, very much down on his luck, completely outperformed Hokuseiho. The replay showed that he just got the perfect leverage point uh, as he stuck his knee and tripped uh, Hokuseiho over. But even though it was a very subtle subtle move of the leg, 
the result was one of the hugest throws you'll ever see. Yeah. Yeah. Picked like, the big guy up. Absolutely flipped him over. Yeah. This Flung was massive. Yeah. It was. And for Midori Fuji, it was a much needed win. Four and 11. It's, uh, it's, Obviously better than 3 and 12. And at Magashira 3, he's <laughs> scraping every position he can. Hokuseiho really needs to go back to the drawing board here at Magashira 6. He went uh, 5 and 10 in the end. Yeah. Do you know what? I think this is going to be a blessing in disguise for Hokuseiho. He'll come back. The pressure will be off. Yes. Yeah. I think eyes will be off him. I, I think this will be his time now to establish himself in Makuchi refine his sumo and I think it needs refinement, chance to build strength, widen his range of techniques, but without the media watching his yeah. every move. Well, there's someone else from his stable that they're uh, watching exactly. quite closely at the moment anyway. <laughs> hey, Tobi, Zaru and Kotoeko. What did I think was going to happen here? <laughs> well, I knew I was going to see something interesting. It was fast and furious action. Tobi, Zaru, straight out of the touchy I went for the legs. Why not? Why not? This left Tobizaru exposed and Kotoeko took that opening. He pushed forward. Tobizaru fought them hard to bring them back to the middle. And here, Tobizaru snuck around behind Kotoeko and drove him out. Okuri Dashi, Tobizaru, nine and six at Maigashira one. So... Yeah, you might think, why would we talk about this bout? There wasn't a whole lot riding on it, but actually there was. At Magashira 1, to go 9 and 6, that's the top of the joy. It's often called, you know, the disaster position to try to get wins from. You're fighting everybody around you, all of the Sanyaku. And for Tobizaru to come out of that 9 and 6 with a, a almost definite Komasubi promotion here. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think... Probably with 8-7, they might have promoted him, but 9-6 now, it's yeah. an absolute... It's a case. It's an <laughs> absolute case. compelling case for Sanyaku promotion. It's good to see him back there. He hasn't had the uh, most amount of success there. He's been at Komasubi twice. He posted a 7-8 and eight in November last year, and then a 6-9 and nine in March. Mm. Got a feeling, mm. though, this time we might see a winning record. Hopefully. Well, that means that both Magashira won, and this is no spoiler, Nishikigi already uh, double digits, uh, will be promoted to Komasubi, and, and that's not that common. No. And kind of cool. Kodonowaka? Not Kodonowaka. That's later. <laughs> Kodoeko, you were just talking about. Luckily, we got to sing the song yesterday, and I hope everyone joined in with the MP3. He's already got his Kachikoshi at Magashira 11. He finishes on 8 and 7. Well, Nishikigi, I just mentioned him. Very important bout. He comes up now against Hokuto Fuji. Nishikigi coming in 10 and 4. He's lost the last few days. Hokuto Fuji 11 and 3. Nishikigi already had received the Outstanding Performance Prize, and fair enough. Fair enough. The work he did in that first week, just cutting a uh, an absolute path through the Sanyaku, would have guaranteed that before this run of unfortunate losses at the end. That's the Shukun Sho. And Hokuto Fuji had received the Fighting Spirit Prize, so no if-win here. <laughs> he just got it straight out of the bat. Straight out of the bat. Is that a saying? Straight Not off the bat. Straight off the bat. <laughs> so there was a good touchy eye between these two. Uh, they were thrusting both at the neck and the face. Nishikigi, he tried for a pull. And then 
As he was moving backwards, he jumped quite far back to brace himself against the Tawara, which is a good idea against Hokuto Fuji. But I think he might have jumped. It was hard to see quite what happened, but he might have jumped too far, been too far away from Hokuto Fuji. And even though he had his feet against the Tawara, he was on too much of an angle and Hokuto Fuji was able to slide him to the ground. And in his interview later, which he had to have because he had the prize, where he was very sad, he said, I just fell. I just fell down. I just slipped over. Yeah, this was, uh, it was hard to watch for Nishikigi, but an absolute triumph for Hokuto Fuji Mm. to get this win and move him to 11 wins and put himself in contention for the Yusho. Yep. Or very much contention for the Yusho. Yep. And what it also meant is that uh, there would definitely be a playoff because coming up later, Hoshoryu versus Hakuoho, both on 11 wins. So somebody is sure to get to 12 and they enter into a playoff with Hokuto Fuji. So always exciting to have a playoff uh, on day 15. We just had one in Jurio. And if you want to uh, hear more about Jurio, you can go and listen to our Jurio live stream. That's got all the Jurio action that is uh, still up on YouTube. But this win from Hokuto Fuji meant that all of the 10-win gang, uh, and there were quite a few of them, they're all out. And it's only Hokuto Fuji or Hoshoryu or Hakuoho, who can win this show? Well, we're closing in on the end of the action as we move in to Sanyaku. Kodnawaka and Ryudan were fighting. Now, a lot riding on this one. Kodnawaka, if he wins this one, he would win a fighting spirit prize. Yet another. <laughs> Ryudan came out looking for the front of the belt. But by the time he found it, <laughs> Kodnawaka had taken him across the bales. So a strong win. For Kodnawaka, moving him to 11 and 4, snagging the uh, Fighting Spirit Prize. Yeah, and this was everybody else that was there first. So every other prize given this time around, uh, all of the Fighting Spirit Prizes that people got and the um, Outstanding Performance and Technique, which we still have to talk about, that's all there first. For Kodnawaka, it was his fourth Fighting Spirit Prize. So doing well, this guy. He just... He's under the radar, right? I was about to say, he is continually under the radar. Yeah. With 11 wins, makes a big uh, argument for moving to Sekiwake. Yes, for sure. We were saying definitely if he got to 10, now 11. uh, I mean, it's almost a certainty now. No one that I meet in the street is talking Kodnawaka, though. No, no. No one in my community, no one at work. No. no one's talking Kodnawaka. <laughs> no one on the radio. I don't hear anything on the radio. No. Amazing. I listen to like Smooth FM, classic hits, <laughs> and they're not talking Kodnawaka. <laughs> no one on ABC Classic. <laughs> <laughs> Surely some of them. Surely. Surely. I'll tell them to. Uh, well, huge from Kodnawaka here. He is coming one way or another. This is a promotion for him to Sekiwake for sure. Very exciting. Ryudan finishes on 10 and 5 at uh, Magashira 15. Good well, for him. was this the under-the-radar playoff Oh, yeah, today? I think so. Well, Ryudan at Magashira 15, I think it's another case like Endo where, you know, someone of his pedigree should be yep. getting double digits yep. there, but he certainly delivered. Powering back up. Asaniyama came up next against Sekiwake Wakamoto Haru. On the lookout for the hanker again. I'm never going to let him forget it. They both got on the belt. Asaniyama got the left hand, but Wakamoto Haru was able to break the grip with a quick 
wriggle of the hips. It's one of his specialities. Asanyama, though, then thrust his right hand down inside Wakamotohari's grip. And from there, he just looked much stronger and was able to uh, take Wakamotohari out. Yes, that move inside with the right hand uh, just sealed the win for Asanyama here. Wakamotohari, that henka yesterday aside, which I can't put it aside because I'll never get over it, lost three of the last four days. Uh, a very, very disappointing end to this Basho. And, you know, I think essentially he resets his uh, Ozeki promotion. I think so. Count here. Nine and six. Mm. Effectively. Uh, look, and I, I think really now it's just time to rebuild for him. Yeah. And, and again, I think Asanyama makes another statement to the sumo community saying, I'll be here soon. Yeah, and also I can get Kachikoshi even if I go out for three days. Well, and in fact, I believe that he was on the road to Kachikoshi for how yeah. many days? Yeah, quite a few. Yep, the last four days he was back. He came back with uh, four losses and three days off, so effectively seven losses, and he won the last four days. So huge, huge effort. With, uh, a, with a torn bicep. With a well. torn bicep, but, you know, a lot of work from the tape being done. Yeah. He beat Kirishima. He beat Wakamoto Haru. He lost to Hoshoryu, yep. interestingly. And Daesha was the day that he went Kyujo, so we have no ruling on that. But certainly looks super strong. Had many, many fans in the oh, did crowd tonight who were thrilled about this Kachikoshi at Magashira 4. So congrats to Asanyama. He's back. He's back. Uh, we had... Maegashira 9, Tucker Northshore up against Sekiwake Daesho. Tucker Northshore coming in at seven wins, mm. seven losses. Nana Shore, Nana High. I thought that this was a uh, high bar they were asking the Maegashira 9, Tucker Northshore to clear to get his uh, winning record today. Daesho came out of the touchy eye hard, took Tucker Northshore to the Tawara straight away. But as Daesho came in, he closed in for the kill. Takanosha, we've seen him do this before. He dips away to his right, leaving Daesha to crash to the ground. Kachikoshi Takanosha. Two words I like saying next to each other. Very cool. Very, very good work by Ta Takanosha at the end. As we said a couple of times now, he lost the first five days, which means he won eight out of the last ten. Yeah. Really great. Looks to have regained his mojo to beat. Sekiwake Daesho, that's great. And it also means that Daesho, I think his Ozeki meter is now reset as well because he finishes on nine and six. Reset. Reset, please. If you do a henker, you reset. If you do a henker and you finish on nine, like both those guys yeah, did, you're out. I'm yeah, sorry. You don't deserve it. <laughs> well, let, take us through the next bout, which was the big one. The big one, Hoshori. Versus Hakuoho. Hakuoho got the technique prize and the fighting spirit prize. And a little bit meanly, I thought the uh, fighting spirit prize for Hoshoryu <laughs> was conditional. Yeah, I wondered about this one. So prizes are plenty here. As these two hopped up on the doyo, you would think that they had been there forever because Hakuoho in particular, that man can give a stare. He's 19 years old. We've commented a number of times on how at home he looks in sumo. But today, on day 15, in a bout that goes some way to determining the Yusho. Oh, a long way to determine. <laughs> he, he was just 
totally in control. He was. He was completely in the moment, looked completely at home in a packed stadium that's probably a bit too warm for everyone's comfort. And I think you pointed this out to me. They, they walk back to their corner. Yes. You know, and they might grab some salt. They might towel their face. As soon as he turned around to walk, walk back to the Shikiti Sen, the white line, he locked eyes on Hoshoryu. Yeah. He flicked his head to the right. And just looked at him straight away. Straight away, he was not scared. He was not intimidated. I mean, I'm sure he was intimidated. I'm sure something was happening in his very core. Well, if it was, it was way down deep because, yeah. like as you said, he just looks completely at home here. Yeah, Hoshori, you were used to seeing the stare. He is great at the stare. <laughs> oh yeah. For someone who people call an introvert, he loves to stare. And so he was doing his normal business, you know, he was giving it back for sure. He doesn't um, unlock the eye. But I just suppose <laughs> that look of Hakuoho's, just the quick move across to ha- uh, uh, Hoshoryu was and great. There was actually, NHK had picked it up. I think they showed this after the bout uh, slow motion replay. Just showed the intensity of that gaze. A camera person who was very switched on to the moment picked up that shot. Yeah. And I'm not sure... Uh, I can describe this bout well. It wasn't an um, amazingly exciting bout. It was over quite quickly. The touch eye was fierce. There was a makakai by Hakuoho to try to get on the belt with his left hand, but Hoshoryu uh, with the hip, hip flick, <laughs> hard to say, got his own right hand grip and it forced Hakuoho straight down. Yeah. It was so quick. Very, very fast sumo. And. I mean, just a clear demonstration of why Hoshori is so, so good. Why he's in this position now of going for the U show. It's because it's like his whole body is aware. Mm. And I feel like the bottom half is doing something different from the top half, but they're working in concert, but yeah. they're doing their own thing. Yeah. And here he used the, the legs and the hip to create that just little moment yeah. to take the big man down. He didn't wait at all. He just knew that he had to take whatever Hakuoho did mm. off the touchy eye and make something yep. happen with it. And just that quick movement of the hip was so clever. And Hakuoho looked very disappointed. That's understandable. Suddenly, I think he felt all of the emotion <laughs> of the day. He understood what had happened. His hair had got all fluffed up and he was. he just went and sat down like, okay, this is what top division, top level sumo is like. As you said, because he fought so close to the end of the day, he had to sit by the doyo for the final bout. Yes. And the NHK cameras knew exactly where he was sitting. Oh, they were zoomed in. And, yeah, I, I think we saw the the visage, visage. Mm. How do you say that word? I've never said it aloud. I think the you face. both. Yep. Depends how French you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, and it was hard to read what emotion was going on there. I yeah. mean, he looked overwhelmed. He looked tired. Yeah, he did look tired. Uh, and, you know, it's one of those things, that bout was over so quickly, you'd be replaying it in your mind yeah. to go, what could have I done different? Yeah. But he was up against someone at the top of his game. And, you know, I mean, Hakuoho, it's fine. He's 19 years old. Yep. Yep. I'll be long gone when this guy's still winning you shows. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Hoshori, let's focus on him. He pumped his arms uh, down when he won. Yeah, he did. Little flick down. 
stare into the camera again. He knows where those cameras are. I'm sure he's got them pinned down. He certainly does. And a an excited walkout because there was no you show yet, but he had earned himself the chance to fight Hokuto Fuji, <laughs> yeah. uh, who had won earlier in the day. And so they... They didn't actually go out. They have to sit beside the doyo. Or he had to sit beside the doyo as well until the end. So that was a bit of a bummer for him. The final uh, bout of the day was Abi and Kirishima. So he had to wait for Blah, this. blah, blah. Abi, Kirishima. <laughs> Abi won. Um, yeah, it was fine. Abi 6-9, Kirishima 6 wins, 7 losses, 2 days off. Okay, take us to the playoff. Oh, the playoff. <laughs> so, Hoshoryu, back in. Hokuto Fuji. Back in a playoff for the July, Nagoya Basho, and they came together. They clashed. It was a big touchy eye, wasn't it? It was, and the the feeling of this bout. The crowd were electric. They knew something big was going to happen here either way, and when they came together, the crowd lost their minds. Yes, they were roaring. Hoshoryu denied Hokuto Fuji any belt grip. He kept his hips moving, kept his body moving. And he was not only deflecting the belt grip attempts, but he was deflecting the thrusts as well. So they came together body to body. He was able to get close to Hokuto Fuji. Hokuto Fuji then, he gave in to the pull. He pulled Hoshoryu forward into him. Hoshoryu embraced that. He pushed As he came forward, he was able to get the right hand very briefly but usefully on Hokuto Fuji's Mawashi and push him back and over. And that's a you show Uh, for Hoshoryu. Brilliant stuff. The moment after he took Hokuto Fuji over, there was a, a brief showing of elation before he locked it back down. Hoshoryu, he knew he'd won. He knew he'd locked in that uh that promotion to Ozeki. Yes. Let's talk briefly. I felt like I was watching this in slow motion. And as soon as I saw Hokuto Fuji pull, yep. my shoulders slumped forward. Yeah. And I, and I think at the end of the day, this was the difference. To, to try a pull against Hokuto Fuji says to me, you didn't believe you could win. Mm. And you're looking for the easy way out. Yeah. It was like he'd won so many times so well with the push and with mm. the great movement and with the strong body, the strong representation, but he didn't trust that in the end. The, the pressure we were talking before this bout, this may be Hokuto Fuji's only chance at winning a Yusho. Yeah. Whereas this is Hoshori's first or second of how many. Yeah. So I, I can understand Hokuto Fuji going, if I can just do this, it could be over and I could win. Yeah. It, it just was a bit disappointing to not see him do his sumo today. Yeah, it really was. They had a tricky matchup as well. Like it was way to Hoshori's uh, favour. And oh. so he's coming in just understanding that this guy is at the top of his game yeah. and maybe he's been a bit lucky to come into this situation. I think he let it play in and he might have, give, might have given in to that pull attempt. Yeah, but in the end, an absolute deserving winner in Hoshoryu. I think this marks the start of something big. It obviously, st- obviously represents his move to Ozeki. Yeah, well, that wasn't set. That wasn't certain until he had his uh, Yusho interview. And the uh, interviewer said, and you are going to be uh, given Ozeki. And 
he was very, very happy, obviously, then. Well, 33 in a U show. Yeah. All from Sekiwake. Yeah. Was but I guess it's doubt? not. Deter- it's sumo, right? So yeah, you're never sumo. sure. I think there would have been outrage if he didn't get it. Uh, well, I've been saying that none of the three of them are going to. So I, I'm not outraged. I'm very happy. But I, um, I guess I just really hadn't taken into account 33 wins in a U show. It absolutely, uh, he's ready. Yeah. Uh, I think he's going to be an intimidating figure at that rank. Uh, as we see Tucker Keisho continue to struggle with injury. Two Kataban Ozeki now. Two Kataban Ozeki with Kirishima coming in next time. But Sumo's looking very, very healthy. Yeah, it really is. And can we talk a bit about his emotion? So as soon as he... He's pumped up when he won, pumped up against both of his wins today. But as soon as he started to walk back out down the Hanamichi to get his hair fixed up so he could come and get his uh, prizes, the tears started to flow. And it reminded me how much pressure there has been on this guy and how we've actually stopped saying he's the nephew of Asashoryu because he started to come into his own. So all that pressure has come from that lineage. Yes. And Asashoryu's constant speaking about it and oh, he's, he's laid off the last little while because I think he's seen this well, guy, Hoshoryu, start to get really, really good. Well... Yes and no. I mean, maybe he saw that it really wasn't helping. Hoshori has been such a, I mean, maybe quiet achiever is the wrong way to say it. He went Sekiwake in September last year. And while he hasn't really set the world on fire, there was that 11-4 in November. He's just been chipping away, Mm. beating the people he needs to beat. Hasn't really been troubling the Yusho race, but has just been stacking up the wins when he needs to stack up. And he's got this Yusho at exactly the right time. Yeah. And some people think we've been really harsh on him and uh, haven't been a fan. Who said that? (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to say. Yeah, okay. But um, I think it's just been about expectations. You know, maybe we have played into that a little bit and maybe, you know, we've been wanting so much of him, but he has taken his time. To get to this level and uh, now he's here, but all this pressure suddenly comes down and there's just this pure, I imagine, white hot relief. He's done it. He's, well, he's a Zeki and he's got a Yusha. He's openly weeping as yeah. he walks down. I thought yeah. it was a beautiful moment to see someone who's so stoic and focused and intimidating up on the doyo um, express a bit of humanity about the mm. uh, enormousness of this moment. Yeah. So he walks into the the back room where oh. he's uh, where all of the guys are, well, a lot of the guys and his hairdresser. And let's just say it's a storeroom. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's just a, out the nothing back. Nothing glamorous it? about this. No, no, don't think they're going to some nicely decked out backstage area. The first person that comes up for the hug is Azamari. Azamari, you. So a fellow fellow Mongolian. Mongolian. The next was Akua. That's so nice. So from his Tatsunami Bayer. He should have kakanaged him as a joke. Just as a like <laughs> show, of, show of affection. He should have had a massive handful of salt. <laughs> chucked it uh, on That would have been nice. Rubbed his face that in That would have been nice. Then Meisei came up. That was a really special moment. Mm. They had a long hug. Meisei also from Tatsunami Bea, his, uh, his stable. And in many ways, Meisei having his own triumph with that win today to take yeah. him to Kachikoshi. Yeah. You know, so much to celebrate at that hair. 
such a special moment. Then he went and had his hair fixed up, ready to go. And as he walked back out, lots of uh, congratulations and a hug from Kirishima. Yeah. Beautiful show of sportsmanship from from another fellow Mongolian. So, so nice. And Chia Shoma was also around as well, another uh, Mongolian uh, country mate to give him a bit of a pat on the back. So that was just really nice to see. I was commenting just before that that we haven't seen with the last few, well, quite a few um, you show, we haven't seen them go into that back area much, maybe because all. of COVID or... Yeah, it could have been due to restrictions lifting. Maybe that's something they let crew back there now, but... I mean, so amazing to see, you know, a, a very intimate close-up of uh, Hoshoryu as mm. he's getting his hair reset, ready mm. to go out and accept all of his uh, many, many prizes. I think he's really popular. Oh, well, I think he is too. I think he's got friends, yeah. a lot of friends. Well, obviously, seeing uh, the uh, elation from all the people around him as he walked back through. And, yeah, look, I, I do think that this... This is the start of a uh, already, well, he's already very, very successful, but I think he's going to be a fantastic Ozeki. He's going to be very, very hard to dislodge from that position, I think. I think so too. I think the JSA have been given a bit of a gift here. Perfectly said. Because... Yeah, Takakesho, we really don't know. I mean, he, he does seem so – his injuries seem to come back over and over again. Seems like maybe he's not going to be able to get healthy. Kirishima, I think, will definitely come back. Uh, but I wouldn't give my um, 100% surety vote that he'll stay at Ozeki. I'm just not sure. But Hoshoryu, when I think of him and as, a, as an Ozeki, I think it's been talked about for so long and it just feels really right. Mm. Mm. It's a good thing. Now, just quickly to touch on the fact there was a very controversial sumo podcaster who, before this basho kicked off, predicted Hoshoryu <laughs> as the Yusho winner. Yeah. That person was me. Yeah. We tried to find oh, yeah. when I said it. <laughs> and th- yeah. so we went through our Jurio commentary from day one. We went through our Banzuke episode, couldn't find it. I have really strong memories of predicting Hoshoryu. We also went through the day one episode, so I don't know where it could be. Did I definitely say it? You have memories of it, right? We put the episodes into a transcription (laughs) service and searched for prediction. I don't... We couldn't search for Hoshoryu because can I tell you that transcription (laughs) services do not pick up sumo names Mm. or sumo uh, lingo. Although I do like Tommy Fuji. (laughs) As Tommy a sumo Fuji <laughs> and Tummy Washi. Or Tammy Washi. Tammy Washi. The lovely lady Tammy Washi. <laughs> uh, well, congratulations, Hoshoryu. We've got a new Ozeki. The future is bright. Well, congratulations to you for the prediction. Wow, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Very good. Well, a little bit of housekeeping. Yeah. So we're That's going... all the good news. That's all the good news. <laughs> yeah. Right. We've got a few friends leaving us from the top division. Yeah, I think uh, obviously Wakataka Kage at Magashira 12 um, is uh, still out with the knee, so he'll be dropping down to Jurio. There's not many other places, though, that are going to free up in Makuchi. Bushozan is the other definite at Magashira uh, 16. Uh, he went, what was his end, his final score? Can't even find him. 
Mm-mm-mm. Oh, here he is. Three and 12. He lost today against Ojo. He fought surprisingly high up. Mm. That's why I couldn't find him. So Bouchorzan back down to Juria. That's two spots available. And then Dai Shoho, I thought at Maegashira 14, he might drop down, but he won today. So he's six and nine at 14. So I actually don't think that he will. So that's only two places available. Yeah, and both of your Juria ones, Kagiaki 9-6 and Atami Fuji, you show winner 11 and four will take those two spots. Yes, Atami Fuji. Um, came out on top for Jurio. So going into Jurio today, Daiyamami, Tomokaze and Atami Fuji all had 10 wins. There was a whole pack on nine. Daiyamami beat Shishi. Tomokaze uh, was beaten by Kitanawaka, so he was out. Atami Fuji then beat a 7-7 Aqua in a very good bout. It and was so a good bout, it was wasn't great. it? It was really, really good. And again, if you want to see the Jurio action, because today it was fantastic. Wow. It was so much fun. It was on par with Makuchi. The there was the playoff. Oh, the quali- quality bouts. Uh, well, maybe I shouldn't say the results, but I'm going to. <laughs> There's a playoff between Daimami and Atami Fuji, and our boy Atami Fuji, what a legend! He got that win, and very happy about it. So he'll be back up to uh, Makuchi with. Kagiyaki, as you said. Oh, I think so. Yeah. But only a couple of spots available. It's tight in Makuchi. Absolutely. Uh, dropping. Down. Well, I can continue uh, with a little bit of uh, Jurio news, perhaps. Uh, dropping down out of Jurio will be Fuji Seiyun. He didn't compete at all. Tsushi Manada, Hidenoumi, Yuma and Chionoumi. Maybe Kiho as well. Uh, I think he'll be safe. I think they'll be kind to Kiho. He's a Jurio so. 12. He might... There's a couple of spots he could take there. Yeah. And if you're a big Jurio fan and you want to uh, come follow Jurio with us in September, you'll be seeing Toki Hayate, who won the Jurio, who won the Makushita Yusho. He's from Tokitsukaze Bea, which is Shoda's Heia. He won uh, 7-0. And probably also the um, new big hope from Nishonoseki Bea Onosato, um, who was at Magashira 3. Yeah, but... Finished, uh, sorry, Makushta 3. Makushta 3, uh, but finished on 4 and 3. Yeah, which, a surprise. It wasn't great. Well, I think people were expecting a 7 and 0 sweep here. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. I think hmm. it's because was. <laughs> Onosato cope chart anyone? Oh, Ooh. pop that up, please. <laughs> now, uh, a young man who definitely needs to change his name, Mukai Nakano. Mukai Nakano. It's a bit of a mouthful. Uh, but he went for three. Yep. Might see some space in Jurio for him. I think so, because there's so many people falling out of Jurio mm. that there's a lot of, that is where oh, there's a lot true, of spots. True, true, true. Uh, probably also Takahashi, also um, from Nishonoseki Bea at Makushita 4. He went five and two. He won today. He fought in Jurio. Yep. And maybe Ishizaki as well. Well, that would be exciting. Yep. Jurio, it's the place to be. Yeah, it's so fantastic, Jurio. <laughs> well, look, we mentioned the other Yusho winners. We've mentioned a couple of them. Makushtat was Toki Hayate. Um, Sun Dunmei, there was a playoff today. Okay. You need to immediately yep. go to our YouTube channel. If you don't want to watch Jurio, that's fine. Fast forward towards the end to watch this Asa Hakuryu Waka Ikari playoff. This was one of the most amazing wins I've seen. It was really cool. We love when there's a playoff in the lower divisions because it means that they 
do the playoff on day 15 in front of the big crowd. They bring the young kids. Well, they're not always young. They bring that lower division people up. Well, Wakai Kadi's 18 years old and he was up against the 24-year-old Asaha Kuryu. And Wakai Ikari just pulled off one of the biggest kakanages I've ever seen yep. after fighting on the belt and staying in it for long enough to open up that opportunity. Just an amazing uh, performance. If you're a Kakanage fan, Ooh. he tried three and he succeeded with the third. They were all good, actually. Yep. Succeeded with the third. He's from Isanoumi Bayer. Uh, that's Nishikigi's stable. And uh, one of the coaches is ex- Ikioi. So look out for this guy in the future, Waka Ikari, with the Sandanme Yusho. The Johnny Dan Yusho, we had Ogi Nosho. He's 30 years old from Dewanumi Bea. He's been in 85, 85 Basho. Basho. <laughs> been around. Do you know, I love the while. I love these stories when people well into their career pick up a Yusho at a very low division. Ogi Nosho, I can relate. Except this, that I haven't won anything recently. <laughs> <laughs> We're just old. We're just old. This guy is cool because he hasn't actually gone Kujo. So he spent most most of his career in Makushta and Sandanme. He's slid all the way to uh, Johnny Dunn, but no Kujo ever. He's just like either had an injury and not gone Kujo or just got a bit bad. <laughs> but he's got down to Johnny Dunn and he's won. He looks like a cool guy. Ogi Nosho with the Johnny Dunn You Show. Johnny Kuchi, you show was picked up by Anoshaw. He's an 18-year-old from Kudahara City, which I had to look up. It's in Miyagi-ken. It's an hour's drive north of Sendai. Is that nice? Well, it was a place when I was about 20 years old. Mm. I visited Sendai mm. on my very, very first trip to Japan many, many years ago. So it's always uh, Miyagi-ken is close to my heart. Uh, and this is only his first basho after leaving my Zumo. Nice. It's a good story because he's at the um, Amanashiki's. Ajigawa. Yeah. Mm. Stable, which is new. It's the first uh, basho with people from there. He's set up a good one, though. He's got a Ukrainian guy. He's got, obviously, Anosho, who just won Jonakuchi. And they had a barbecue. There's a nice photo floating around of them having a barbecue (laughs) to celebrate his win. Yeah, on day 14. Why not? Great that they could find time for that. I think that brings us to the end of the podcast. Uh, We'd like to say a big thank you to everyone who listens. Uh, Sumo is so much more enjoyable with the community that we have around the podcast and the YouTube uh, channel and the streaming and all of the nonsense that we say about Sumo. Uh, We wouldn't do it without you. We couldn't do it without you. So thank you so, so much. And we wanted to say a massive thank you to Rob, who joined us on two of the days of Nagoya Basho. We also couldn't have done it without you. It was so awesome having your knowledge. Thank you for your time. Thank you for chatting sumo with me. You'll hear Rob on the podcast again. He uh, he knows a lot about sumo. He certainly does. Rob, I've got some things on in September. Yeah, yeah. he'll be back. We'll give you the call up. Uh, Also, a big thanks to Dr. Ben Marshman, uh, who is bringing us some great insights from the Basho uh, day to day. Mm. Uh, Back in Australia now, he's sad. Yeah, well, we're sad too because the insights that he got really put us there in Dolphins Arena. Yeah, and we also wanted to say a big happy birthday to Tim Sumo. We know a lot of people out there... um, 
are really uh, well, rely on some of his coverage yep. and his prizes every day that he gives out. And uh, Tim, you're such a big uh, part of the sumo community. You talk about it all the time. Everyone loves chatting sumo yep. with you. And so we wanted to say happy birthday. Uh, if you would like to support the podcast, uh, you can do that by making a donation via PayPal with our email address, sumomainichi at gmail.com. We don't ask for ongoing payments or anything, but if you would like to make a contribution to our sake fund, you can do it there, but no pressure either way because we'd be doing it uh, if you give us money or not. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We have some merch. We've got some uh, T-shirts and stuff on Redbubble. Um, and we've got some enamel pins on Bandcamp. All of our links are in our YouTube descriptions yep. if you need links for that kind of stuff. Anything else we need to mention? I think just that I'm really looking forward to September. Uh, well, September <laughs> is going to be a cracker. I feel like the landscape has changed. Jurio mm. will look different. The top division will look different. We'll have a brand new Ozeki in Hoshoryu. Two Karuban Ozekis. Will we have a Yokozuna? Mm. Probably. We'll have some new Komasubi. It's just going to look and feel different. But I think the one thing you can say is that uh, Sumo will deliver. Yep. And Sumo Manichi, we will attempt to deliver as well. We'll be <laughs> back and we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.